Welcome to She Loves the Grid, where we discuss all things F1. Whether it's happening on the track, in the paddock, or beyond the grid, we'll talk about it all. Hi, I'm Diane. And I am Claire. And welcome to She Loves the Grid, post Saudi Arabia Grand Prix. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. We don't it's normally late. record this late. It's we okay. <laughs> Forgive so me. How, how did we? After, I, I beat you to it. I know you did. Good. Got my hair did. A little shorter. I'm loving it. Like I said, you're looking like in a movie assassin. I know. Assassin. I added bangs for the first time in probably decades. And so I'm not really sure how I feel about that yet. But, <laughs> and if you're watching us on YouTube or you could go to YouTube and see the new hairdo. Um, yeah, so that was good and had family in town for spring training. Um, I am not a Cubs fan. I'm a White Sox fan. If you live in the United States and follow baseball, you know those two don't gel. So, but I do go to these Cubs games once a year with my family <laughs> to have a good time. I represented with my Carlos Sainz uh, teacher and everybody else was in their Cubs gear. And as we're walking in, I see a guy in his Red Bull shirt. I had to holler at him. <laughs> That's so awesome. I had to holler. I'm like, Red Bull, Red Bull. <laughs> like, where's a Ferrari? And then we accidentally, we accidentally cut in line. There's like a replica of this sign that I guess is at Wrigley Field. And um, so we accidentally cut in line and we turn around. We're like, oh my goodness. And I, and the guy said, it's okay. You're wearing a Ferrari shirt. <laughs> I was like, Okay, let me take a picture of you and your family. That's so funny. Yeah, it was fun. What about you? Well, you know, in Berlin, I finally, there was, I had my little jacket on because I'm a little chilly. Uh, it finally started to warm up. Got to sit out on the patio and enjoy nice. some of the warmth. So you were got to brag about your weather last weekend. I got to brag about my, was it quite in the 70s Fahrenheit, but it did get in close to 60, I think. I think we were like at a... Uh, I think my watch said 18 Celsius. Somebody can do the math. Yeah, I, I don't do the it math. Was nice. <laughs> I don't do the math. Not on the it sign. Was pretty. It was nice. And so much so, my dog was sitting out on the patio that I decided I had to start an Instagram for her because now she's an Instagram model. So I love it. Her <laughs> shout out. What's her page? Uh, Whittle Wuda. Whittle Wuda. Middle Buddha. Yeah. Gotta, she's named after two Ewoks. So yeah. if you, if you're just because you know me, I'm a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things I love about you. <laughs> just one of them because there's a million reasons. <laughs> well, it's going to be jam packed. So yeah. I guess I know we, we got to get to it. We got so much craziness. Okay. Practice. I mean, I don't have a whole lot. I thought it was cool in FP2 that everyone was basically within 1.5 seconds of pretty sure it must have been the Red Bulls. I put the leaders is what I wrote down. So it must have been them. Um, so they, you know, Red Bull looking very strong as usual. Um, Alpine started showing some really good, really good pace. Yep. And, you know, we'll talk about our fantasy league uh, a little bit later, but Based on their pace from practice, I switched up my fantasy teams a little bit because I just felt both Ocon and Gasly were looking really good. And the other thing I thought was interesting, um, and this would have been more in pre-practice too, that I was noticing this, but Ferrari 
consistently almost one second down from Red Bull, not where they want to be right now at all. Um, no. In FP3, we had Nick DeVries did not practice at all, which on a street circuit, you need to be out there. Like those walls are, there's no, not a lot of- They were working on the car, right? It was, yeah, they replaced his power unit. So I just think like not the start that Nick DeVries was thinking he was going to have in F1 with a DNF last race and then not even practicing in FP3. And yeah, Yuki's outpacing him. I think we talked about this and Claire, I know you had said, you know, Yuki or Nick was really ready to come in and take on a leadership role in all aspects. Yep. He, he's talked about that in that last season of the, the Netflix show that he was going to come in and command the lead and, and, and be it. And, you know, he had all this uh, ability and, you know, it's been, it's been, I mean, it's the, the car, I mean, it, it, and it's been some interesting things for the car, all the cars. I mean, a lot of the yeah. cars, rather, this, yeah. the last two races, which I don't know how common that is. You yeah. know, we've been talking about parts changing out, and there's been other cars. There was a lot of things that were going on, but to have the whole car being worked on, that was that was shocking to me to, to see that happening. It, it was, I just feel for him because I think that he does have what it takes to be in F1 driver, but boy, he like, this is a test of true character because he's really good at getting hit hard and having to just persevere and, and hopefully stay positive and, and move forward. Um, McLaren wasn't looking too bad in practice, but the other thing that really stood out to me was Max in, in FP3 on hard tires doing a 129.882 um, lap beating the uh, Alpine and the Mercedes on soft tires. So on hard, yeah. now again, practice, you don't know like what setups are, you don't know if somebody's on low fuel, high fuel, like, but at the same time, like on hards, he was one, two, nine. That's crazy. Some people were doing that on softs, like even in qualifying. So ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, there's, and there's a lot that's being said about the the Red Bull cars in it as a whole. So that that's yeah. really interesting to see that for sure. Yeah. I, I think it just shows they are capable of anything. And as we know, like usually throughout the season, you know, their teams are making improvements on their car and they're tweaking things and doing this and that. So to see them come out this strong, and we'll talk about it a little bit more, but to see them come out this strong and know that they could get better if their team is tweaking things throughout the rest of the season, this, I think it was Lewis or somebody said, uh, might've been Martin Brundle, like this literally could be the fastest F1 car in history. Like, But the question yeah. is, could it get better? Right. You know, kids could, you wonder what if they've peaked now? Yeah. There, oh. There's a, there, good there's thought. that chance too. Yeah. Good thought. Just, like starts to just <laughs> go down the <laughs> We can you see. never know. You never know. So qualifying Q1. I, yeah, that was, I, I feel bad about, I know we talked about, I got a list of things to talk about. I really feel bad about uh, Sergeant. Like that yeah. just, you know, he's had a tough break. I mean, he's, he seems so promising. We talked last, you know, the, the last race, just 
his demeanor and started quiet and, and where yeah. he's at. And then to be working so hard and then hit that, that spot was at the pink, right? Then they, they kept talking about it. The F1 yeah. commentators about how they yeah. were all warned. They were all given that, that briefing and they were all provided the information and the rules about that pink area. They couldn't mm -hmm. go into that one area and, you know, he had, it was a great time too, right? It was a it super was. fast. One, one, two, nine. And for sure that would have put him easily into Q2 um, for sure. But it just, you know, a little bit of his tire was in that. And I know social media was going nuts because people are saying, but his tire was barely in and, you know, but like you just said, they're given that driver's briefing and you have to read it, read it. And you need to know these things. It's said any part of your car is in this pink, your lap time will be deleted. And, and that's what happened. So. And you have practice, right? They had three rounds of practice to practice before you go into qualifying. So yeah. you get that, that time to know and get used to the track and get time to know where to avoid and, and what to what not yeah. to do. Exactly. I mean, I understand it's, it's a crazy course with what twenty something turns, right? So you have to, it's the yeah, most turns to. in any course or circuit, whatever, um, any Grand Prix this season. So, and it's it's at the end, and it's you know kind of on a straight, and but still like giant pink area, avoid it. Make sure you're. <laughs> you know, I avoid pink. <laughs> avoid it. Um, the other thing that happened in Q1 that stood out was Norris just randomly touching the inside wall with the front driver's yes, tire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, He's like, I didn't suffer damage. yeah, no, it like he had to go in he was out like, right. They had to, they had to work on his car, but I think on that course and a lot of street courses, like I am just holding my breath half the time when they come around and they're inches like millimeters away from the outside wall. But Lando somehow turns in on the inside wall and hits that. And then that's it for him. Q1 is is over. He has to take it back and they've got to work on it. Well, you look at the speeds that they're going by too. And it it reminds me of driving like a a truck down the highway or a car down the highway and you have the like the highway barriers. I just can't imagine how fast they're going. But like like you said to your point, like the inside, yeah. The outside's one thing, but the inside when you're on that I don't know. I mean, you're still in the middle of the car, but I don't know. I would think the inside would be a little less of a chance of hitting than the outside maybe, but yeah. it was interesting. The replays watching it just hit. I mean, he, he kept control. Yeah. I mean, it was the damage. He damaged it. I, I, what I meant was like, at least he didn't like have a wreck out or cause, you know, others. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, uh, it, was very, it looked minor, but yeah. I mean, I get again at those speeds and stuff still, it's going to mess up the car, but so out in Q1, we had DeVries, we had Sargent, we had Sonoda, we had Norris, and we had Albon. So those were our five that were out. Yeah. And then Hulkenberg had his lap deleted as well, right? Yes. In Q2, um, he had his lap deleted in the exact same place <laughs> that Logan Sargent had his. So, you know, they were at least consistent um, on that. But uh, rookie so, or rookie or veteran, right? Yeah, rookie <laughs> or veteran, and I mean, you know, he's been out for a little bit, but yeah, that was kind of crazy. But for sure, the biggest news out of Q two was Max. Done. I think everybody lost their minds when all of a sudden his car just kind of like <laughs> just and, and they had replaced parts, right? There was a, a they had to 
They had to replace his drive shaft. Yeah. So it was his drive shaft. Um, or that's what the, you know, they Christian Horner was saying. Um, so something and went out there he talks about it in the race. He's, he starts radioing on the racing. He's hearing something in the drive shaft while his engineers are saying it looks fine. looks fine. He yeah. keeps talking, but he's hearing something with the drive shaft. They just replaced. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he was able to finish, but, uh, cause that was towards the end, right? That was, I don't yeah. remember what lap that was on, but it, it was, the last, the, it was the last few laps. Yeah. The last and, um, yeah. And his engineers are like, well, we're not seeing anything. <laughs> It looks fine, Max. It looks fine. So, but that was huge. But then some other big stuff came out. So, um, Gasly barely squeaked into Q3 by four hundredths of a second, right there at the very end. You had Joe, who didn't make it into Q3 and was shy by just five hundredths of a second. <laughs> like, so he, like, just barely missed it. And then you have Oscar Piastri who gets his McLaren into Q3 for the first time. And they were looking pretty quick. Well, at least and he was. They they were all, the, and one of them, which one, they were all within one one hundredths of a second of each other, if you didn't count Max? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, yes, if you did not. So once Max went out, everyone um, in Q2 was within hundreds of a second. I don't know exactly, but within hundreds of a second of each other. So yeah, if you had really a race... Close where everybody was that close. Could you even imagine like that yeah. would be so much fun, but I, I do like that. There's that um, aspect of it, that so many cars are that close to each other, that you're barely getting into Q3 by, you know, four hundredths of a second. You're narrowly missing out like that. I do think adds a nice layer this year versus it's some excitement. Yeah. So out in Q2, we had max and then, um, our theme this week is two by two. So we had Botas and Joe were both out. Yep. And then um, K-Mag and Hulkenberg. So the two Haas cars, the two Alfa Romeos and Max were out in Q2. Yep. Um, and then Q3, obviously, Checo on pole. But Leclerc actually was looking good finishing oh, in Q2. And then for that penalty. <sighs> I know. <laughs> it's been a, it's uh, and the penalties this race, just so many of them, and the controversy around the penalties. Yes. Oh, I will get to that. We'll, we yeah, will get to that. that one, and that one was just so disheartening because, you know, he, he did so well. I mean, to, to get up there and, and then back to back 10 positions. And, and, and his partner in crime signs, was not looking good on this track at all. Now I know I put him as my predictions. I thought I was, I don't know. There was 14 different iterations of our, like my podium predictions, but um, he just was not looking good. Like I think he didn't he barely squeak into Q2 or Q3. I don't even know what it was, but. Hey, yeah, I like, think he got up fifth but because of Leclerc Leclerc being pushed down he ended up fourth but yeah he yeah. was uh, fifth in qualifying yeah so I mean kind of the opposite of, of what Leclerc was doing um during qualifying but yeah so our our starting with like you said with Charles going back we had Leclerc I'm um, not Leclerc we had Checo and Fernando on the front row and then we had Sainz and Russell 
and rotate. Uh, yeah, Steins and Russell. That went Russell's yeah. went Checo, uh, Alonzo, then Russell, and then Signs. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, not bad. Not bad at all. And then you had the Alpines were in there. And yeah, it was setting us up for a good race. Yeah, and it was a good race. It was it was interesting. It started off, I mean, going to the race, it started off that opening lap for McLaren. Ah, uh, McLaren. It's interesting Seriously. that they were competing for fourth last year, and now... <sighs> it's Like, seriously, I just don't think that it could have been... I mean, any more of an unlucky lap, first lap for them, right? So, Gasly who sometimes I have an issue with, with his driving, because I feel like he causes things to happen like this, <laughs> you know, bumps into Oscar. Oscar in the first lap drops 11 spots at the beginning because of that. And then poor Lando, all of the debris that did come off those cars when they hit caused him to have to go into the pit. So they both had to replace their front wing on the first lap, which just put them behind. There was just no way they were going to catch up. At all. No. And then, yeah, they ended up what, uh, 15th and 17th, almost yeah. two by two. And right. for people and we had two, two by two, we had two DNFs. So when you take that into account, you know, you're what down to 18 cars because we had who was out, Stroll and um, Albon. Albon, right. Yeah. So yeah. So then they were what, 17th and what do you think? They were, uh, they ended up finishing. McLaren ended up finishing 15th and 17th. 15th and 17th, yep. Yeah, so they were almost two by two. And what we keep calling out our two by two this week is the the two finishing side by side. So yeah. two by two, the two are side by side. By side. Yeah, the two um, teammates. Yeah, the so. two teammates. So, yeah, it was really interesting. And then, um, but that ended up being, yeah, they ended up, he and Lando had to pit twice. Hmm. Well, yeah, because they had to come in on the first the first lap to get that new new wing, and then they had to change their tires after that. Huh? Yeah, but he's he's only one. He pitted twice, and then um, there's only a couple. There's only one, two, three, four drivers that pitted more than once. Yeah, because it should have been a one stop race. It should have, you know, you start on the softs and or the mediums and go to the hards or whatever. Um, I think is what most teams did. Not everybody, but because I think Lewis started on the cards. I don't remember. I just watched it yesterday, but I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to, uh, well, interesting. And it's kind of jumping out a little bit, not going straight to uh, a team. But what was really interesting in the, the orders, which we're just talking about the orders, how far up Max and uh, – Charles moved up, like both of them, you know, starting so far back for different reasons, but moving so far up the, yes. the order. That was it amazing. was amazing. Like Charles on the opening, like he would, he just split two cars. Whoever, I can't remember who the two were in front of him on the starting grid, but he just went right up the middle, made up three, three places instantly. And then Joe and Benito. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he just went right up the middle and then was just picking him off. And I thought, oh, my God, could he seriously get to the podium? This is amazing. And then obviously Max, again, he's starting further back, three spaces back, and just picking people off left and right and making it look easy. 
So, so I wonder, and we didn't talk about this kind of in our prep, but I wonder with that uh, that yellow uh, car, the safety that came out, they talked about how it like bunched everyone up and how yeah. that changed the dynamics of the race. And it really yeah. made some of that a little bit easier kind of in the end because it, it really shortened yeah. the, the, you know, the gaps. Oh, absolutely. Because Checo was so far ahead of everybody else. And so when that, when that safety car came out, which as an aside, I know, I think you and I talked about this on the phone earlier, but why was there a full safety car? We couldn't even have a virtual safety car. Lance had his car. He, he oh, basically yeah. had it. <laughs> they talked about that. Yeah, they like, talked about how well he pulled it off. He keep completely out of the way. There's yeah. no equipment had to come out to get him. They nobody was in danger. It, it just no. I don't understand why they did a full safety car on that. I have no idea, but I mean, now Checo must have been super lonely out there all by himself. Nobody, <laughs> nobody around him, nobody in front of him. He's just living his life. But it did obviously bunch everybody back up except for Charles, which we'll get to because his engineer forgot to tell him that Hamilton <laughs> went into the pits, but, but it really did. It absolutely puts people together. And then when you start, you know, once the safety car goes in, somebody's quick, quick on the move, they can take over another spot real easy. Yeah, but Charles ended up moving, what, from, he had to go down from 12 and finish seventh. And then, of course, Max moved from, uh, moved up to second. So they both, yeah. they both did a sizable move. So that was pretty, that was pretty impressive for, for them both, right? Considering yeah, I agree. But, yeah. So let's, let's get to Ferrari, our first uh, two by two to talk about. So they finished sixth and seventh. Ferrari, yeah. Um, <laughs> again, Here's like, sharp. Charles did great. He caught up to Carlos by lap 13. So he wasn't like right on Carlos's bumper or anything like that, but Carlos was in fifth. And by lap 13, again, lap 13, Charles had already moved all that way and was in sixth place. So that was amazing. And then just talking about during that safety car, for whatever reason, like Charles was leaving a gap where, cause he thought Hamilton, I think was, in front of him and he wasn't and his engineer came on and and said something and he's he you could just hear the irritation and the frustration in his oh, voice yeah. like hobby you have to tell me these things like come on like again not quoting that's paraphrasing but it was along <laughs> those, those lines and all i mean really all hobby could say was copy you know like, <laughs> 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 but it's like come on like he probably would have played that a little differently right he could have moved up you know a lot more he could have got is it an undercut but if he goes no I, I always get those mixed up undercut and overcut but he could have like while Hamilton was in the pits he could have gotten up there and Hamilton could have been come out behind him but yeah. they didn't tell him and I get the frustration, like poor Charles, like last year he had so many issues and I feel like this is at least the second time, you know, his engineer was not keeping him updated on what's happening or another car coming up behind him or whatever. So yeah, it was a lot of the report out was last year, Ferrari, a lot of it was strategy. And so we yeah. can't, 
you got to fix the strategy. If you, the mechanics, the strategy, the drivers can only do so much if yeah. everything else is. It's a multifaceted, yeah. you know, process to, to exactly. make a winning team and a winning effort, right? It's not yeah. one, one card breaks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is crazy. And I feel like as a whole, on so many different levels, this team is just not where they want to be. Obviously their pace is off. They're slower than Mercedes. They were the fourth fastest car this week. Carlos did not look good on this track at all. Charles was doing his all, but wasn't necessarily getting any help. Um, and then, you know, unfortunately the safety car was deployed after both cars went in for their hards. So, you know, didn't even get a free stop there. Like it just was not working in their favor, but no. you know, last week we talked about Mercedes after the race. Well, not last week, but after the last race, losing their minds, like we've got to do better. You know, we, we know we're not where we want to be. And I heard some of that today from Charles and the team, but I think they need to look in the mirror a little bit harder and really figure out what they're going to do. Because all week I kept hearing the only people that can put stop Red Bull or not necessarily stop them, but give them a challenge is Ferrari. And I don't think that's true, especially after this week. I don't think that that's going to happen. No, it's not showing that way. Not at all. Not at all. So we'll see what happens again, Australia, very different track, but We'll see what happens. They've got to. They've got to figure it out. It's not looking good. Not looking. Well, a fun one was that. Uh, I mean, it was kind of neat. A little sad at the same time. Alpha sorry. That close. Close doesn't really count. But close, right? Yuki was so close. He was so close. Like it just at the end. Kevin Magnuson from Haas took that space over very old school racing. You know, there was no DRS or anything involved and just took that point away from Yuki, but he was, he was in there. He was ready. So, so good, but he did a really good job. I think overall of sticking close to that top 10 throughout the entire race. So, you know, that was great. Nick DeVries. I don't even know. Where did he finish up? Oh no, no, he, he finished. Where did he finish? DeVries finished um, 14th. Okay. So, oh. three behind. And it's not the order he said, but you mentioned it. So, I'm going to mess up our order just a little bit. So, uh, that means Haas got their first point. Haas got their first point. Kevin Magnuson pulled it out, got that first point. They are very excited. As I was seeing today on their social media, they're very excited for their first point. They're off the zero board and on to onto the board. But um, I think that, you know, Hulkenberg, he did really great in, you know, qualifying. I think, again, that they have that, they can do a fast lap. They just are really, again, need to be working on their overall race pace for an entire race. But they, where did Hulkenberg finish? 12th? Hulkenberg was, finished 12th. And so, it, you know, I'm glad they got their point, but that broke our two by two because we it would did. have had a two by two <laughs> if, if Kevin hadn't pushed his way up. It would have had a little two by two. He kind of, or if Hulkenberg could have pushed up, but Hulkenberg was like, I think, almost, yeah, three seconds behind Yuki. So there's oh, no yeah. way. Yeah, he wasn't wasn't going to make it. But no, so that's exciting for Haas. They're on the board. I do think, you know, I, I don't know that 
necessarily they're quite at a mid level team. They're like so close. They're, I wouldn't necessarily call them the bottom teams, but they're kind of like lower mid <laughs> midfield, but they're still working at it. And I, I think that's good. They're getting there. progress. It's yeah, good it's progress. progress. Yeah. Progress. Well, yeah. And, and it's, it's neat to see that. And I don't know if the cost cap is helping or, you know, just continuing working at it, you know, good attitude and, and just progress, right? Just keep, yeah. keep effort at it, which is nice. Exactly. All right. Well, I'm going to harp on a two by two and there's not much to say about the team, not, not a lot of good or bad or anything, but Alpine is a two by two team. They get eighth and ninth. And I know you've added them to your uh, fantasy team this, this week, but that was pretty cool. They, they got eighth and ninth. So they got yeah. two points, double point yeah. for the team. So that's nice. I think they were both really pretty steady. And I I I think I kept thinking, well, Gasly's showing more than Ocon. And then Ocon would be <laughs> like would finish higher. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe Ocon's showing more than Gasly, but I I can't wait to see them in Australia. I think it's going to be fun. I think that they are finding that that pace and they're figuring it out. So I think yep. they could easily be in there um, in the mix for that that midfield. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, I feel really bad about Williams, though. I mean, I, I want to pull for that team. I, I really like the team. I love it as a whole. And and I mean, a lot of it's because of the history of the team and, and whatnot. And yeah, just. Yeah, there's just so much just what we talked earlier about, you know, Logan and, and everything that happened you know, leading up to the race and and then poor Albon. I mean, just there was nothing he could do. But I thought it was so weird that he told the team, like, I have a brake failure, and then he speeded yeah. up. <laughs> when he kept going, even the commentators were like, Why did you pass? Why did he pass pit? Like he said that just as and then he passed the pits, like yeah. And right before that, though, it was like he was speeding up. He was racing somebody else. I don't even remember who it was, if it was his teammate or who. And it was like, wait, you just said you had a brake failure and you're going into these turns. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I, I with you. I feel bad for them. They are my little engine that can. I love Williams. I love Albon. I think Sargent is going to end up having a really good rookie season, but just bad luck. Bad luck there. Yeah, I, I told you know my partner he should like Albon because he's uh we've got a connection to Thailand. So, you know, got a little connection there. So Yes. My mother in law is Thai, so you know, gotta gotta root for, for Albon there. Exactly. I love him. He's just so funny. Well, we've we've mentioned Botas a little bit and we go to Alfa Romeo. That's an oddness with, with that team this this week, right? I don't know. So I had shared with you, I was watching. Um, so I watch all my stuff on F1 TV and um, yesterday, no, Saturday, I just could not get enough <laughs> F1. So I watched a show that they do with 20 minute, you know, show about Saudi Arabia and, and what was going to happen in the Grand Prix and just, you know, talking about what, what might go on. And they had mentioned how, you know, it was evening and there's a curfew so, you know, teams at, at a certain point, once a curfew hits, they have to all go home, you know, like done for the night. And they also cannot close their garage doors if they're working. Like the garage doors have to be open. And they said, Alfa Romeo, their garage doors are shut. They've been shut. They went home a while ago. <laughs> we don't know. 
so they said they must be feeling really confident with the car, but that is not what looks. No, I mean, like you had uh, Botas basically last with a lap. Yeah. Right. And, and he just, was the entire race. Pretty much. And he, he pitted three times. Oh, he did? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, three times. Oh, mm -hmm. I did not know that. He was so far down. Like, I just kept thinking, like, well, where's Botas? And he was always at the bottom. And I, and I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that either. So I was just looking at the stats while we're sitting here talking. I'm trying to remember why so many times. I can't even remember. Nope. I have no clue. I mean, you yeah. had mentioned he did say something towards the end of the race about his car. Like, yeah. he thought yeah, there was something wrong with it. Yeah. But yeah. It's just, oh, they just did not have a good, you know. And even no. 13, they were, they were, I don't even call that close, but yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's get into the last few. That's it. So pretty good. Next, another two by two Mercedes. Mercedes. They're showing good. They're showing really good, you know. They um, did. And they were what? Fourth and fifth. Yeah. Fourth and fifth. Yep. And George, very steady. Lewis right behind him. I think, I feel like Lewis was pretty steady, right? Like, yeah, I, I think, think so. at one point could, he would put something. It was, I had to go back and look for a second. I thought that Lewis had finished ahead of Russell. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Russell actually finished ahead of, of Hamilton, which was, was great. Yeah. Um, and of course, when we get into the whole podium penalty debacle, um, but Russell, George Russell is, is definitely becoming a favorite of mine. It just, mainly because of how all that was handled. Because, you know, when that happened, which we'll get to in a second, but um, just how he handled things, you know, because post-show, we talked about it last time, that you, you talked about how they're all trained, how to deal with the media and whatnot, and they're in their faces, right, asking and things. And I really, I watched all the post-show commentary on F1 TV, and they were, as soon as they announced the the 10-second penalty on on. Fernando, they were already in and his on George Russell's face asking, What do you think? You you now have third and you've got podium and all that. And he was pretty chilled about it. You know, I don't have the quotes, but he was pretty much like, mm, it just doesn't seem right. You know, it was over an hour and we just um just kind of let it play out and see what happens. You know, like he just wasn't out there beating his chest and cheering, yeah, I got third. What you know, he just he seemed to kind of just take it in stride and yeah. give the respect to to Fernando of what he had accomplished of you know a hundredth win, right? And letting it play out. I, I kind of like you know, the adage of catch chicken before they hatch, right? And he, he let it play out. So yeah, I, I really respect that. You know, for a, a younger person in the sport, I, I just really just appreciated that kind of respect he showed. Yeah, because um, you don't see that across all of the drivers. Certainly, no. Um, and I do. I agree with you. I think you know George to me has shown like last year was Joe's accident. You know he was out of his car racing across. Like exactly. there's there's things that he has now. There's things that George has done like on the track that I'm not a huge fan of. But but off the track, you know I think you can tell like he he cares about people. He is going to be somewhat low key about things. Um, and he's got very good manners, the English manners. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really, I really am uh, impressed with that, you know, so yeah. that, that's, that's been neat to watch. Um, yes. So like, I'm going to have to really pay attention to him and, and 
become a fan, right? It's just yeah. that they, a lot of times it's the attitude and the behavior that I respect. It's, it's does it cost anything to be kind, right? No. And I, I like to see that kindness. That's a, it's a good thing for for people to respect, and, and I can definitely respect that. Yeah. Um, Agreed. And, it, and you pointed out they're actually tied with Aston Martin in the Constructors' Cup. They are. Now, granted, they're many, many, like 50 points or 40-something points behind Red Bull, but Aston Martin and Mercedes are tied for second in the Constructors. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, first, Not who would have Aston Martin? And after last week, you would think Mercedes had zero points, and they're tied for second in the Constructors. And Fer yeah. Ferrari is fourth. Yeah, not well, as and, we would have thought. And 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 how does all that play out? Well, let's see. Let's get into Aston Martin Stroll. Ah, Stroll, poor Stroll. Poor Stroll. Honestly, no like I've never been like a huge Stroll as a driver fan. Um, I think Stroll as a person seems pretty cool. But on lap eighteen, that's what pulled out that full safety car that we were we were talking about. Um, but. I think what they were saying is it was a reduction in energy recovery. So something was just not quite working right. And he had to DNF. He didn't finish, which is disappointing because they both looked so good in practice and they both looked so good in qualifying. And I actually kind of thought like, what if, and in one of my iterations of our podium prediction um, thing I did for our Instagram page was Lance on the podium. Not first, but I thought he could be my third place person. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of high expectations fifth for that. Fifth and qualifying, so he started fourth on the grid, right? Yeah. Because of the, the Wait, did he start fourth? No, he's he would have started. No, I think he started fifth. Because it was it was signs in. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. 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 Sorry, he, he started fifth. Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong page. Yeah. So yeah, so he started fifth. I was looking at the starting grid thinking I was looking at qualifying. You're right. Yeah, but um, third row, like, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. He had such a chance. He was driving very well. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And and I think Fernando, was it one of the first few turns where he took over? He beat Checo. <laughs> it was like leading the race for that short time. That was great. I I love to see it. I was I was hoping for a real feisty first first turn, but it's a short it's a short run up on that course to you know to that first turn. But so good until yeah, Checo got away. But we'll talk more about that. But uh, tell me, so Fernando's one of your favorite drivers. Tell me your thoughts about everything that happened. That, that was just so crazy. I mean, one you know it, it was kind of funny listening to the uh, all the commentators. And they asked him like almost every time everyone talked to him about, oh, so being such a new driver, you didn't line up right to begin with. <laughs> and the way he took it, again, he called himself the bad boy and he's so polite about everything. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he had the penalty. And so during the, the, the safety, he took it in the pit. And, you know, he waits and, and all the replays were like, what's the problem? What's the problem? And first they were talking about, did he wait long enough? And I'm like, one, 1,000, two, 1,000. I'm like, wait a minute. I count at least eight or nine. Wait a minute. He, they waited more than five seconds. What am I missing? I know I'm new, but is yeah. there a delay before? Like, and then it got to the touching and they're all zooming in and it got down to the jack. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't know all the rules, but okay, that's it. And then Instagram is flooded about how 
He gets up there, they award it, and then they take it away after the celebration. But why an hour later? Why? Because during the race in that last couple of laps where he is, which I still don't understand why he just let it go that many seconds behind. Like if they've got the second faster car, why wasn't he pushing harder? They come across and they tell him, you know, it seems like, hey, you may want to just go ahead and push it a little harder just to make sure you have at least five seconds ahead just in case we do get assessed the five seconds. So they say we didn't, you know, uh, spend it right. And um, I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. I'm screaming. Let's get it. Let's get the five seconds. Cause it was like 4.95, And if they had told them sooner that they were going to assess the 10 second, I think they, he would have you know, pushed it even harder and, and, and got yeah. the extra five seconds. And absolutely. That's where it's like, why do you want to run it so close? That That's just so scary. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is. It's scary, but I think he knows that Russell's not going to gain on him. Right. And Russell was hoping, cause that was one of the things at one point, I think shortly after the safety car, Russell was telling his team, Hey, um, Fernando has a five second penalty. He still has to, you know, serve that. So, you know, we basically, he's thinking we've got, you know, right now we've got this five second and they're like, no, George, he already served it. He already served right. it. Yeah. Um, and then they were questioning that they were like, did he serve it? Right. What did he serve? Right. And they were like, we'll just get on him just in case. And that was going back and forth. So yeah. there was a lot of that controversy, but the article on F1 is that the, um, the Aston Martin team submitted proof that there were seven instances where the while serving a penalty um, in the pit, the jack had touched the car and an additional 10 second penalty was not charged. And so basically they came back and said that there's proof that um, there's not been an agreement that the jack touching the car constitutes a penalty. And so they reversed it and came back. Um, Like I said, it was pretty nice how George Russell handled it. And I think Fernando, the ones that I've seen, he was handling it pretty well, too, um, in the sense of he was like, well, I'm just going to let my team deal with it. The car drove well. The team did well, you know, because immediately right after, again, yeah, the reporters, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? (laughs) And I want to, I mean, this is kind of a side, but I just thought about this, but like, because I know I saw George or um, Mercedes posted a photo with George with the trophy. So who goes and gets the trophy from Fernando and then like takes it over to the Mercedes like trailers? It was, like, four, it was like four hours later that they announced that it, it went back. So like That's, you have it for four hours. Like it's yeah. crazy. So then somebody has to go from George's thing, who's probably left the track and then get the trophy back again and then take it back to the Aston Martin people. I want to know how that works. Where's the cameras when that's going And if you engrave anything, do you have to scratch it out and then re-engrave it? So the new sticker. He's pissed. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> no. No, I, right. just, I thought all of that was so, yeah, it was so crazy. But yay for Fernando that was reinstated. So he has his 100th podium. 100th podium. He's only the sixth driver in F1 history to have 100 podiums. And I think that's pretty damn cool. Like he's up there with Lewis and um, Kimmy and Sebastian. Who else am I forgetting? Probably Schumacher. Um, So I thought that was great. I I just think that it's, it's a little crazy, all that stuff, right? Like 
I think over. the Aston Martin team, good for them for being on it and, you know, finding their seven teams or 10 teams that this didn't happen in the past, like major props to the research person on that. But then I think it's like, there's so much controversy about how F1 applies penalties and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. And sometimes it's this and sometimes it's that. And then, I mean, before when you used to be able to call, it was Michael Massey at the time during the race. And we know this with Christian Horner, especially the Red Bull team, um, Total Wolf calling during the race, like, Michael, have you seen my email? Michael, did you get, you know, answer your phone? (laughs) Like, to me, it just seems like, okay, so a penalty applies, but it can also be taken away if you give us enough proof. Like, I just feel like, how can we trust them? But, but that's well, and just And then me. to wait an hour after when it happened at race eight, it, the lap 18, and there yeah. was what, 40, but 32 more laps. There's right. so much time that it could have been dealt with and with all yes. the technology. All right. Absolutely. Well, we've got where we could go on that forever. So let's get on oh to Red God. Bull. Yes. Our last two by two. We already talked about Max's move from 15th to 2nd. Um, all right. Checo. Oh, my yeah. God. He's amazing. Yay for Checo. His fifth, his fifth win in F1. Hooray for him. Like we yeah. said, he was at the front, probably lonely as all get out. I think by lap 35, he was five seconds or almost five seconds ahead of Max. So he had a really comfortable window, right? Like, they are dominating. I think once a Red Bull, whoever it is, once Red Bull is in front, nobody is catching them. Nobody can keep up. Not even, not even their other Red Bull. Um, It's just, they're, they're just out there. So he, to me, Checo was really in charge this whole race. There was that one little part where Fernando led, but he, he was in charge the entire way. So Now we have each Red Bull has a win, right? So Max has a win. Here's our two by two again. There's two races. Red Bull has two wins. Each driver has a win. So the question is, and this kind of, I feel like came into play, which we're going to talk about, but does Red Bull do team orders? Is Max your number one driver? Is Checo, are you going to let him duke it out? Because I think Checo was kind of under the impression that, you know, he had the fastest lap. He is winning this race. Um, and then there were some interesting uh, team radios going on towards the end there. I, I thought it was interesting because when Max was asking about what's the fastest lap, and they were pretty much like not quoting it word for word, like, don't worry about it. And he's like, but I am. You know, he, yeah. he wanted to know, and I get the competitiveness, but like, come on, man. You can't let him, like, let your teammate, like, one race, one race, right. have the lead. One race. Yeah. He's he's worked so hard and he's done this, and you have to. I don't know. It, it just, yeah, but I think that's where like, it, it is. It was an unfair thing. Like if you're pushing it, and he's not knowing that you're going to push it, and he's thinking we're being fair and keeping it where it's at, that's one thing. But if he'd known you were pushing it, I think Checo could have beat him. Yeah. I think Checo Checo would have had the 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 fastest lap for sure if he had known. So that's where I think the the dis or the argument comes in because you have people that say well max is a champion this is why checo is not going to be a champion max is of course going to go for the fastest lap because he wants to win everything he wants to win the race i think he was a little pissy that he didn't win the race i he wants the fastest lap and you know checo does too but 
you know, I think, like you said, Checo thought that there was kind of a, not necessarily a team order, but just like everybody maintain where you're at. So even though then the engineers came on and said, push, go ahead and, you know, push it. But that was after Checo asked again. So some of the team radio. So here's what um, Checo's engineer said. Target is 32.6 plus 0.4. Checo says, is Max doing the same? The engineer comes back and says, Max's last lap is 32.6. And he said, so, I mean, why are you telling me to do 33? And I think it was shortly after that, that the um, engineer said, you know, go ahead and push it. You can push it. Um, but who knows? So after the race, Checo says, they told me, meaning his, his team, his engineers told me I had the fastest lap and to keep a certain pace. So I thought the communication was the same to Max. We need to review this because I got certainly different information. And if you were watching F1 TV and they interview the drivers pretty much as soon as they get weighed, they get out of their cars, they weigh themselves, um, which they have to do after after every race, and they interviewed Checo, and the reporter said to him, so Matt snatched fastest lap for you at the very end. And the look on Checo's face was complete surprise, yeah. utter shock. And he kind, you see him kind of look off of camera and he is kind of like, okay. You know, like, yeah. Then he, he was yeah, like, what happened? Yeah. Right. He was floored that that happened. Um, and then we saw in the driver's room afterwards, Max sitting in Checo's chair. Um, but Max says to Checo, did I get the fastest lap? And Checo says, weren't you told to maintain like your, your pace? And it's kind of like, you know, Max is like, whatever. I, I asked what the fastest lap was and I was only, a, he said a 10th. It was only a 10th faster than us. Well, us, that was Checo's fastest lap. So I just, to me, it just, I mean, I get the whole, like, you want to be a champion, you got to go for it. But I also think like, based on what happened last year, towards the end of last year, this is not helping situation. Even if they want to say we're kumbaya in, in the team, the fans are not buying it. The no. fans are noting it off. No, you can hear it. And, and, and I think we talked before too about the time that, you know, Max chose not to be on the, the Netflix show is putting in a bad light. Like, no, you're, you're putting yourself in a bad light. It's, it's there. That's not edited. That was live. And that was pretty obvious when you asked specifically who had the fast slap, they told you, don't worry about it. And you're like, Oh, but I am. Yeah. And they were trying to keep it copacetic and, just to keep it as it was. And then you had to push it. So it, yep. it's, I mean, I get a competition, but then let's make it fair, right? If you're going to push, then it needed to be an all out push for both teams and say that the talk about it up front. All right. If we're both in this position, then we both agree. We're both going to just push it, you know, all the way to the end to see who can do it. Yeah. To make that up front. Don't do it at the end. And to me, it was, it was shady. Yeah. I think it was shady too. And I do, like I said, I think it's going to be really interesting to watch what happens at least over the next few races to see what Ripple does. You've got two winners. There's two races and, and Checo won that decidedly. I know Max won the first one by what we were saying, like 11 seconds or it was a lot of seconds. 
Um, check out this one. I don't even know. Um, but what are you going to do? Are you going to make Max your number one and, and sacrifice Checo again? Or is Checo saying, um, heck no, not after last year, and I'm going to do what I need to do? Oh. It's going to be interesting. All right. Well, I'm going to just touch quickly because we are definitely along with this time because there's just so much to talk about. So we'll talk about our fantasy teams. Last piece of the two by two. You were first and second. I am fourth and fifth. So. <laughs> <laughs> two of our three teams. So four two I've by two. I've got to go check. I've got to go check it. I'm all day. I meant to go check my my scores because, like I said, I switched up my teams once Alpine, you know, was doing pretty well, and um, I added a different constructor. I don't even, even I gotta, remember I who. Really was, like, do that properly. I just work was just so busy. I just sit and shoo right over my head. Um, <laughs> yeah. So and then another two. We get two more weeks for the next race, right? Yes. So our next race is Australia. It's going to definitely be another different track, different than, than Jeddah, different than Bahrain. So we'll talk about that a little bit more next time. We'll get into, you know, what maybe we can expect for Australia. We can talk about tires because that in our um, grid basics is one thing, um, you know, we haven't talked about yet. And there's some new Pirelli tires, so we can talk about that. We've got some other fun stuff going on. So, next and if anything, our, anything our listeners might suggest between now and then? Absolutely. Absolutely. Whatever they want. And we're getting closer and closer to the in person race for the two of us. So, I know. I heard yesterday they said that's the eighth round and i'm like wow we're already heading on to the third round so <laughs> like and they've made some changes at that track which we'll talk about before um spain but that's going to be really interesting because they took out a chicane actually right where we're we're sitting so um i think that'll be really fun so well it's good to see you as always we're both oh. gonna get some sleep because it's late for both of us and uh we'll be seeing y'all everyone next week thanks for listening Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. To stay up to date with She Loves the Grid and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at She Loves the Grid and on Facebook at facebook.com slash She Loves the Grid. Thank you for joining us for the ride this week. Thank you.